you a fan of this podcast? Do you wish there was even more juicy content for you to sink your ears into? Well, there is. You can become a premium member of this podcast for $5.99 a month and get full access to an archive of over 50 bonus episodes. Additionally, we release a bonus episode every single month. That's a ton of extra content, including my personal interior design diaries, extra tips, my talking about trends, and so much more. Additionally, you'll be keeping us on the airwaves each and every week because your premium membership money goes directly back to making this podcast amazing. Check us out at affordableinteriordesign.com. Click on podcast to learn more and to become a premium member today. high-end designer or a lot of money to get a luxe look be your own interior designer this is affordable interior design the podcast here's your host betsy Hellman. i'm very excited this week because i am joined by guests that you already know and already love remember anita and kelly from decorating tips and tricks well they are back with us again this week and the thing that is so exciting is you know, we were talking and trying to figure out, well, what do we want to discuss on this collaborative podcast? And they said they might want to help me answer your questions. So I love that because normally you just get my viewpoint or my response to your queries. And today you're going to get three different viewpoints. Welcome to the show, Anita and Kelly. It's so good to have you back. Oh, we're so excited to be here. And you know, we've got opinions about everything. So... <laughs> And often when we answer questions, Kelly has her opinion. I have my opinion. So it's fun for each of us to kind of throw those in and people get to decide, you know, which idea they want to follow or, you know, maybe neither one. But it's always fun to to uh, step up and uh, give some opinions. Well, that's what I love about your podcast is that you guys get to collaborate and discuss and maybe not always agree. And when I'm just in the booth talking with myself, I'm always right. I always have the best answer. <laughs> There's something to be said about that too. <laughs> We're always both right also. <laughs> we just say it's two different perspectives. So. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, you're there so we go. Right. No, you're so right. Well, I'll be the third perspective on today's show, but uh, without further ado, should we dig into some of these questions? Yes, these let's are do great it. Questions. Okay, so the first question today comes from Hannah. Hannah's writing from Clifton Springs, New York, and she says, "Hello again. Thank you for answering my kitchen design questions earlier in the year. My new house is finished, and now I could use some Yay. help with decorating." I would love to know your thoughts on window coverings. I feel like the window above the sink needs something and I want it to feel light. I'm going for airy transitional farmhouse. I was going to do side panels on the ends of only the big windows that are not designed to be closed with nothing on the sliding glass door. Also, do you have ideas on where to find stools for the island? I'm looking for affordable. The dining table I have for the space is dark wood in a traditional style. I attached a photo of my inspiration piece for your reference as well. Thank you, Betsy. And little did you know, Hannah, that you're also getting Anita's viewpoint and Kelly's. 
Uh, because bonus, I am Hannah. a gracious, <laughs> yes, because I'm a gracious hostess, I'm not going to just dive right in. I'm going to let you guys share your wisdom. Kelly, what are your thoughts on this question? Hannah, congratulations that your renovation is done. Your home is lovely. You've got great bones going on in that kitchen. The cabinets are beautiful. You're definitely hitting the marks on the sort of fresh farmhouse feel. I love the cow image, and I think that's your inspo. So keep the cow. We're going to find a great place for that. To point right towards your direct question, I have some other ideas about this room too, but for your exact question regarding the window treatments, I like the idea of having something on the bigger windows that don't close. It's going to give some softness to the room. You're going to add some texture, a lot of hard surfaces in a kitchen. I like to treat a kitchen like any other room. Don't make it just utilitarian. So if you can add more texture, that's a wonderful way to go. And you can definitely get that feel and um, add some, maybe some color or at least some texture with the drapes. I'm not sure if I would add anything over your kitchen sink of where that other window is. It might be a little complicated um, and you don't really seem to need privacy there. And I don't like the little bloop of a valance. That's kind of an older look. So I might just go with the clean lines there and do what you suggested about having the drapery panels flank the windows, but not actually be enough fabric to close or not be something that you would close. I do have some other thoughts about what else you can add to that room. If we circle back, I could add that now, but maybe Anita wants to ring in about the um, very specific question about the window treatments. Thanks, Kelly. I, I love what you said, Kelly. And, you know, I think we're in, we're, we're simpatico on the window treatment dilemma because we both love looking outside. And so Hannah looks like you've got some beautiful views there. And so I agree with Kelly that I would probably not have anything on that's that you need to close. So maybe leave nothing on that window uh, above your sink. Uh, if you need to, maybe a Roman curtain if you feel like you need some privacy, but I would go with something fabric if you feel like you need something. If you don't feel like you need something for privacy, I think leave that as it is, as you were saying, you were going to do the same with the sliding doors. And then I think definitely add some curtains for softness on that back window. Again, if you feel like you need some privacy, uh, you can add some shades or blinds or bamboo shades if you need to, but I think just some curtains for softness there. And then back to the idea of counter stools. I think World Market, Wayfair, Overstock, Amazon, they're all great sources. If you're looking on Overstock, you're going to really need to make sure and check those reviews, Hannah, and make sure that, um, you know, those are stools that people like since you can't see it in person. And Amazon also has lots of reviews and you'll also need to check the seller. Two brands that I know they carry on Amazon that Kelly and I both really like are Christopher Knight, who, you know, as mm, you probably know, that. was Peter Brady uh, on the Brady Bunch. <laughs> and uh, so we know him from his previous life. I did and not then, know that. I've been <laughs> recommending Christopher Knight products, outdoor, indoor. I love his lines. Are you kidding me? No, I am not kidding you. <laughs> and actually, I learned that from listening to a podcast where someone interviewed him as a celebrity and then talked about how he had reinvented himself into Christopher Knight home. 
But his name is, I guess, oh, he's Christopher Knight. We just know him as Peter Brady. Right. And then one other brand that uh, is sold a lot on Amazon and on Overstock that's just a really very good brand is Safavia. And they'll have some great chairs as well. I didn't And I feel like all of those are pretty reasonably priced. Right. And if you want to go super reasonably priced, you could get simple wooden stools, unfinished, and you could maybe paint them a pop color or you could stain them to match the cabinets or maybe do them in, you know, any kind of wash that maybe a whitewash or something like that, that you would like. And just make sure that you're getting the right height. So there's counter stools, there's, uh, you know, counter stools, there's bar stools. And then, of course, the 18 inches or so off the ground is really a chair. So definitely make sure that you're getting the right height for your island, Hannah. Yes. And your island would be that counter height. Uh, Yes. Well, the only thing that I would add to these very complete answers is that I feel like we didn't specifically dig into the slider. I would treat the slider the same way that you treat the large window. I would do a rod at the same height, even though the slider is lower than the large window. And I would do two panels on either side. Now for both of these quote unquote windows, the slider and the large window, these would be purely decorative. You would not draw them because you would need so much fabric. You need double the width of drapery that you have width of window. And that would just be so bulky. And as Anita and Kelly mentioned, it looks like you live in a rural area where the only people peeking in are maybe chipmunks, deer, bears. Uh, So I think you're pretty good on the privacy component. Uh, Because again, I'm a little dubious about treating that window above the sink. Reason being all the things that they said. Also, I don't love a fabric above a sink just because of the splash and things like that. It can get really messy and gunky. But the other thing is you have a crank window at the bottom. So if you were to do anything inside mount, it's not going to fall all the way to the bottom. It's going to look ill-fitting. And then if you do an outside mount blind, it's just going to be so bulky and potentially, you know, a little bit of an eyesore. So leave well enough alone if you don't need the privacy, but I think what would soften and sort of add the color to this side would be a really cool backsplash. So bringing Mm -hmm. in a color from the drapery or from the inspo piece, which was that amazing cow painting, onto that backsplash would liven up the kitchen, which is somewhat muted and neutral right now with the oak colored cabinets, the black countertops and the Navy Island with the white um, countertop on top of that. So I think we do need a little bit more of a punch pizzazz, especially if we're doing fun drapes on the other side. We'll see three perspectives and we've solved all your problems, Hannah. (laughs) Done. (laughs) Done and done. And even though we all agreed, it was just less, less heavy lifting on me. I only had to like just. We're here to help, Betsy. Can I add one quick thing to Hannah? As if she's using that area by the large window, maybe for a table. I think Anita would agree. Maybe a table and then a rug under it. Again, another opportunity to bring some softness into the room. And maybe if you have children, maybe you're hesitant to do a rug, but keep it in mind for down the line or maybe one of those ruggables or something that's a polypropylene that you can actually just drag outside and hose off if you ever needed to. But I think that would add another layer, as Betsy mentioned about the backsplash, another way to add some color and some interest to the space and warm it up a little bit. And then hang up that cow. 
<laughs> yeah, because the flooring is consistent throughout the space, being a a wood throughout, both extending into that dining area as well as into the kitchen. So it's just a lot of the same tone, especially with the wood cabinets. I do think a rug would really help to break it up, make it feel more interesting, and also define this space. Because right now it's just so large and open, and you could really make it feel more officially dining space, kitchen space, with that area rug to define your area. There we go. That would not normally be something I would recommend. And because of a colorway, I wound up getting a wool rug under my kitchen dining table. And I love it. I mean, if I get to that stain right away, it really comes right up. And it's a, yes, I'm very surprised because normally I may not have gone polypropylene just because the outdoors with young, young children, for sure. You know, I even had a plastic mat down under the high chair. So let's just be clear. <laughs> I, I get it. But yeah, but I like a nylon or acrylic. Typically, that's what I would go for, but it really didn't match the pre-existing colors in my built-in banquette that already had custom upholstery and I just wasn't going to reinvent the wheel. So I found this perfect wool rug and I'm like, I'm taking a risk. It's nice and affordable. This isn't something I would normally do because it's that traditional pile height of like half an inch. And my Oils kids have spilled. In, I have spilled today. Rug, I spilled cranberry so juice. They do often repel oh, a lot of I know. Stains. And believe me, my face was like so that. Like, a lot oh, more no, practical than people think. On a pale blue wool rug, it came up like that, like a dream. Wow. I didn't even use anything. I used a um, dry paper towel, then a damp paper towel. You can't even see it. So mm -hmm. I'm surprised. And I can back up. Anita's right. I've had very good idea, experience with sure. wool rugs. Well, let's move to our next question, Jen. <laughs> Yeah. I feel like we've milked this one for all it's worth. Get it? Was that a cow reference? Cow reference. Okay. Very good. <laughs> exactly. Uh, things get a little corny. Full disclosure. Myself, guys. There's nobody to laugh yeah, at Yeah. All your jokes are good when you're by yourself. <laughs> I do laugh at my own jokes. And now it's time for a quick commercial break. Do you love this podcast? Do you wish you could learn even more? Well, we have an online class bundle. Our online class bundle is comprised of three online classes, Beautifying Your Home for Less, Styling Your Home, and The Fundamentals of Feng Shui. Each one of those three classes is between 30 and 45 minutes long and chock filled with visuals and tips, things that will help you to style your own space or help out with other spaces. Additionally, with the pack of three classes, you get an autographed copy of my book, Affordable Interior Design. You get all of that for only $99. Once again, that's the three online classes as well as the book for only $99. You just go to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to buy your bundle today. And if one of those classes sounded intriguing, but maybe you already have my book or some of the other topics are not of interest, you can buy the classes individually at that site as well. Each class is $40. So head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash classes to get your bundle or your online class today. Our next question comes from Allison writing from Richmond, Virginia. She says, hi, Betsy and Anita and Kelly. My team at work wants to give our office a more homey look, and we have one big obstacle, lockers. The whole back wall of our office is school lockers. 
We do store things in them and would need to access things in there, but we were thinking we could paint them or contact paper them or cover them in some way. What do you think? So Anita, do you want to kick us off here? Uh -oh. oh, I think we've lost Anita for a minute here, even though I completely agree. While we wait to get her back, let me describe the room so you can hear the color she's referencing. It was like a mustard-type yellow or maybe a muted yellow ochre. It's not the cool mid-century modern yellow ochre. It's like a legit mid-century modern in a schoolhouse that's faded over time. Oh, oh, hi, Anita. Welcome back. I think those are good ideas. Um, oh, no. Well, and let's see. Well, let me continue to explain the space a little bit yeah. more while we yes. try and get Anita back, and then Kelly can chime in. So anyway, I described the lockers, and they do cover almost that whole wall. And then the rest of the walls are like this pale yellow cinder block. I'm wondering, you know, I would be really intrigued to know what type of office this is because it does look like a school a converted school or something or other. It's got to be a school, are... don't you think? There's no cinder block, that floor, the lockers. It feels like it's well, got to be in a school. Now, this is in Richmond, Virginia, so I don't know. But where I am located in New York, a lot of schools that are no longer in use are being converted to other things, whether it's mm -hmm. loft-style apartments or co-working spaces. So maybe this is not just a school, but it is super school looking still. <laughs> super school looking. It's super school looking. And, um, you know, there's some other questionable design choices that I think would make this place feel more homey. Getting rid of the Christmas lights. I think that could be a big first step. Yes. Um, and kind of getting a design vision. Because right now everything looks a little bit hand-me-down from past eras and maybe past teachers. Yes. <laughs> and, yes. Uh, yeah. So what do you think, Kelly? What's your kind of take on this? I kind of feel like if you're not really utilizing the lockers, like each person doesn't have their own little locker for their lunch and their belongings, and it's just sort of some random storage that goes in there. And if you can, you know, if this is not a school during the day in your office at night, if you could remove those lockers. I know it's dramatic, but I wonder if just taking them out and if you need some storage, adding in some Philly bookcases or something inexpensive from Ikea might, at the end of the day, solve the problem, make it homier, but also make it more useful. And cost less because sometimes when you try to make something work and you're really never going to be able to achieve the result that you want, you're throwing time and effort and money at it. And let's face it, those lockers, no matter what color you paint them, are still going to look like a row of lockers. And if that's not the look you want, you want something cozier and warmer and less utilitarian feeling, then maybe take them out. On the other hand, you could lean further into 
the look where a locker would be appropriate and do some other things to create a cozier atmosphere, like a much bigger rug, maybe with some interesting colors, um, or even just positioning the furniture. I was thinking you could even, if the lockers couldn't come out, because maybe they would damage the cinder block wall or something like that. It's just too much. Maybe get a sofa and put it in front of them. And you could hang a piece of art from the locker and behind it. And just maybe use the lockers that are accessible. Maybe three on each side for, for your storage. And then maybe the ones behind the, the sofa just sort of go away. So it's, it was hard to tell from the photo how you could play around with the furnishings. But maybe... Doing something like that, then create taking some of those um, chairs, the accent chairs that were there, and creating more of a conversation area, maybe with a big enough table where your team could come together and have discussions about work there, and then they could go over to the big table on the other side of the room. So kind of just either if you couldn't take them out, disguise them. Well. I think it's going to be awfully hard to disguise the elephant in the room, the yellow ochre elephant. Uh, so good luck with that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, here's something that I want to say. Sometimes when we have something in the room that we really don't like, right, something that's hard to change, something that's built in, something that might be expensive to rip out, Sometimes we blame the entire room's failure on that thing we hate. I think that this room has bigger fish to fry, bigger problems than these lockers. I think it could be quite difficult to take the lockers out. I think taking them out, even though you're losing a lot of storage, would be the best solution because then you could bring in something homier, as Kelly suggested. But if you did do that large rug that incorporated this yellow ochre color and had other fun patterns, and if you did change the orientation of the seating so it wasn't facing the lockers, so maybe it was facing the beautiful windows that I imagine are on the other side looking at the reflection in the lockers and the screen over here, I think that you could make them less conspicuous and keep them just as they are mm. and focus on giving the room just a different look and feel with things that you're going to need anyway. Because painting these lockers ain't going to get you there. No. It will solve the locker problem. But we've got a – I'm trying to make a hurt locker joke and it's not coming together. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> we've got a bigger problem than lockers in this room. And I just can't look past that. And I just don't think solving the lockers is going to make you feel better about working in this space. I keep it real, ladies. I don't mind dishing out some some – Tough medicine. Tough, tough. I don't mind design. putting a little hurt with my locker. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> well, you I got it. The lockers have have to stay. So, I mean, if they had to, I certainly would come with up with a cheerier color than that. Maybe a nice navy blue or something. Something a little bit better. But also, like you, like you've both been saying, the rug is, uh, you know, not helping. It would be nice yeah. to have a, a nicer rug there. And yeah, I think there's some other things that they could do with the yeah. room too. But you know, these workspaces sometimes aren't the best. A plant, a big in. plant, not a little dinky plant. One very large plant, tall, maybe. Because you do get such beautiful light in beautiful here. Beautiful light, you know, this room, maybe mm -hmm. some uh, floor lamps or a table, side tables with table lamps. So think about the things, Allison, that you would want in a room to make it cozy and bring them into this space. And mm -hmm. probably if everyone in your office brought one or two things from their 
storage or their basement or a lamp they had in the garage and you kind of played around with it one day, you might come up with something that really suits everyone and then everyone would have something from their own home there, which might add in a more visceral way the cozy mm-hmm. feel. And then you get that homey feel because they came from homes. Right. And also, you know, oftentimes when we're in an office space, we don't control the budget, right? How much we're able to spend on these changes or repairs. So I love that that's kind of a new way to think about bringing pieces in that you can pitch to your boss and say, this is very low cost. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Free to you and will help us to feel better in your workspace. Because you know what's so sad to me? It's so sad to me that people spend... 40 hours a week and an environment that doesn't inspire them or uplift them or that feels problematic visually. I mean, I spend all day in my office looking around and I intentionally put things in eyesight that inspire me, that make me feel good. Mm-hmm. I even moved my desk the other day because I was like, I want to look out that window. Right. I want to have... so. I just think that if you can change your work environment, even in these small ways, it could really have a huge impact on your life. Yeah, you know, I taught uh, Sunday school one time with sixth graders, and I felt like the room was joyless. There were no windows. And so I brought a really pretty, perky rug in, a needlepoint rug that I thought was very cheery for the girls. And I thought it was great in the room. And one day I showed up, and guess what? It was gone. So stolen from the church. So I don't know who stole it. It was missing. Someone else thought it was very cheery too. That's wow. right. Somebody else found it just perfect for their home. Or maybe the church didn't want cheery. Maybe it was bringing the wrong box. Uh, maybe they were trying to get rid of me. Yeah. Sometimes you do have to get, per- what was that? So maybe they were trying to get rid of me. Oh no, that would be. Yeah. Oh no. But sometimes you have to get permission in these spaces too, you know. So that could be another obstacle, Allison. You may need to mm-hmm. kind of ask your coworkers. You may need to run this by your boss. But um, I just think it would help improve morale overall and make you more productive. That's my two cents. Okay, here's a fun locker thing. Maybe you've experienced this, but in my high school, and then. My girls, junior high and high school, on your birthday, your friends would decorate your locker. So if each person, although the team would be probably pretty large because there's a lot of lockers there, but if everybody has their own locker and the lockers have to stay, then just maybe have some fun with them, Allison. And on team, you know, Bob's birthday, decorate Bob's locker. And it really does a lot for a person when they're in junior high and high school. And it would probably still do something for an adult. Well, well if you go on Pinterest, there's lots of ideas for decorating at the lockers. A lot of them are kind of cringy, but hey, you know, you might get some usable idea there. Well, and I love the idea kind of like my kids' school is having this 80s throwback night, you know, where everybody dresses and listens to music or whatever. What if you just leaned in hard to these lockers and just yeah. made it like a high school on steroids? Yeah. Just so really like put it all some off. Yeah. Put some four-letter words on there, some graffiti, <laughs> some, some phone numbers, scene things. Yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> Anita, this is taking a turn. We're going to move on to the next <laughs> Maybe That's we went to different high schools. for the lockers. That's a lot of ideas. <laughs> we went to different high schools and different churches. Run with it. <laughs> yeah, apparently. <laughs> all right. Well, let's dig into the next question, which comes all the way from Massachusetts, Brookfield, Massachusetts. And Emily is writing us, and she says, 
I need to make a large living room feel more inviting and put together. I have this large living room with cathedral ceilings. The main seating area is focused on the fireplace with a large sectional in the middle of the room. Should I add another seating area to fill the space? Should I add drapes to soften and warm the space? We don't need the privacy and I love natural light, so up till now I have not added drapes. And on the pink color, I'm leaning towards a lighter white for the walls, but perhaps I should add a warm color to the walls. What do you think? We love this room, but it is a challenge to design. Well, let me explain it for everyone first. So yes, it's a beautiful room and I love the vaulted ceilings. You have this beautiful molding below the chair rail. You have a very prominent fireplace with brick and white wood trim. And the walls seem to be kind of a warm beige right now. In some lights, it looks a little gray beige. Uh, and in other lights, it looks a little bit warmer and creamier. Um, but yeah, this is a beautiful large room with some really interesting windows. And I'm excited to hear how Anita and Kelly would, would handle this space. No pressure, ladies. <laughs> well, it's a beautiful space. And those high ceilings are coveted, but they are hard to deal with. Because mm -hmm. it's not a human scale. So I think we have to do some things in this room to make it more inviting. And maybe that's what Emily's feeling. It just feels like the furniture is too low, the ceiling's too high, the positioning of the pieces might not be right. So I have a few different ideas. And, and you know, with any ideas, that you could rift off it or you could do something absolutely different. But just toss, tossing these all out to you, um, Emily... First, I would think there's too many little things in the room, too many little plants, maybe too many frames. And that's an easy change. Just take those out and see what it feels like without them. And then if you want to put plants back in, which is a great idea, I would do something very large. And um, something that really struck me was that the sectional is facing the fireplace, but there seems to be a TV on the opposite side. So... That is probably the first thing that you want to deal with. Now, I was just editing our episode, Anita, with the trends that were over. And it wasn't mm -hmm. necessarily a trend, but remember when we were talking about the TV-centric rooms? Yes. So, Emily, I think you have to decide what this room is going to focus on. Because I don't know what people would be watching the TV on unless they're sitting on the couch and looking over it, right? Because there's a cow, the sectional, and then a console table behind it. Maybe you have little kids and they're just pulling out pillows or something like that, but it feels confusing in the room. So I don't know if maybe you have another room that you could use as your TV room. And this is more of a, an adult space, an entertaining space, a, a Zen space to look at the fire and read, something like that. So not having that information, you need to think about that. And then there's a few ways that you could deal with it. If it has to have the TV in that room, then you might want to just put it over the fireplace. It, people struggle with this. This is one of the questions Anita and I get all the time, but sometimes that's just the best way. Uh, or, I mean, I guess you could do something where you had back-to-back -back sofas, but that might feel like a hotel lobby rather than a person's home. 
So that's something to think about. Um, and as I mentioned, the, the, some of the objects in the room are just too small. And then I would add into the room and where you have that lovely arched window, maybe a pedestal table with a couple of chairs. I think that would be a lovely place just to sit with a coffee or a, doing a puzzle or a kid's doing homework or open up your laptop or something like that. And that gives another destination in the room, another reason to be in there. Because oftentimes particularly if this is not your quote unquote TV room, these rooms don't get used as much as they could uh, because there's really not a reason to be in there unless it's Christmas or, you know, you're having company or something like that. And one more thing before I let you go, I would change the fan to a very large chandelier. That's my, definitely. that's that my would be an amazing statement for that room. And Anita, what do you think about drapes, no drapes? Uh, Oh, I would definitely do the drapes. I feel like the room needs some softness, but I would make them on the sides where you're not actually, like we said about the other room, where you wouldn't actually close them, but just to soften Mm -hmm. the windows. And there's uh, windows flanking the TV and windows flanking the fireplace. So I would do a a curtain on the left side of the left window and the right side of the right window for each side of the room, and then curtains on the right and left side of that large window that has the arch at the top. So I think, and but obviously not to close them, but just uh, for the softness in the room. And I'm kind of thinking about what Kelly said about the, the sofa, and that certainly is an option to put the TV above the fireplace. I, I would be interested in seeing back-to-back sofas. I have a friend who actually bought a really cool sofa that maybe it looks like it should be in a hotel, but it was pretty cool. You can sit, there's a front side and a back side. Really? So, I mean, it's, you can sit on either side. Oh, yes. Well, she has a very interesting house. So, I mean, if you couldn't find something like that, I, I like the idea of the sofa facing the fireplace and one facing the TV. But the difficulty there is I feel like they need to either be the same sofa or yeah. very similar. Yeah. So, you wouldn't want to put a traditional sofa behind a sectional. So, you would need two sectionals, the same. So, you might need to start over on that. Um, if, if you did that, but I feel like that would help round it out, or you could do what you suggested Kelly and move it over. And, um, let's see, what else was I thinking about this? And then the other thing I would suggest is rather is to possibly change the colors where you take out the red and it looks like a red and black check. And if you took that out, it seems like it would open up a lot of possibilities for a lot of color. And so I would, you know, go to a local store, maybe buy some different pillows, maybe two, three different colors, different patterns, but find a bunch of pillows that go together and see if they don't work on that sofa and on the chair. And then, I mean, the great thing about that is the throws and the pillows, you can just take them back if they're not working, but I would like to see more color in that room. And I think that's a great way to do it. The reason I'm suggesting taking out the red and black check is because that doesn't go with a lot of things. So I would probably start over. Otherwise it's pretty neutral in there. And so I think there's a lot of things you could do and really add some fun color to the room, maybe a brown and blue or brown and pink, those colors, because it looks like the sofa is a brown, but it's hard to tell from here. Yeah. And I think those colors that are found in the rug that's currently there would just be beautiful on the sofa, kind of using the rug Mm -hmm. as your room's inspiration piece, potentially. But I have another another thought. Mm -hmm. Uh, Oftentimes I see this with my clients who live in apartments in the city and then they move to larger homes in the suburbs. But whether it's in a bedroom or living room, they don't 
expand their furniture. They keep it all tight and together mm-hmm. because that's how they're used to living in their apartment. I'm used to having the armchair within two feet of my sofa. I'm used to having the dining table right next to my armchair, right? And so they kind of move that current way of being into this new, much larger space because this room is so large that yes, it could have two sectionals, Anita. I mean, this could do a lot of different things and they have this huge parameter of wood flooring around this tiny island of a sectional and a rug floating in the middle of this space. You're not using the edges of your room. And especially if you go with Kelly's tip of putting the TV above the fireplace, you're going to want to move this couch back to have that depth so it doesn't feel like you're in the front row of a movie theater. And again, so many people write me and say, Betsy, I know it's a faux pas to have my TV above the fireplace. In my last two homes, I've had my TV above my fireplace. It works perfectly. It makes perfect sense. I light a fire. I watch both at the same time. It's scrumptious. (laughs) I just need to make sure that I have enough depth in the room, that it's at a nice eye level, sort of, you know, I'm kind of not craning my neck and I'm also angling the TV down a bit. Yeah, so I can idea. really see quite well that way the chandelier's light doesn't reflect in my TV as well, because that's a problem when you have it straight up and down. And I can see the TV well. So I just don't think you're using this room to its full advantage. Mm-hmm. I think you're living like you came from some kind of small bungalow or maybe <laughs> even an apartment. Uh, and then, you know, got this massive house and didn't know what to do with yourself. And so while I think the sectional is probably a good size for the room, it's fairly large. I think the rug is probably too small. And I think once you get a larger rug and move that sectional back, you'll find that you have this huge expanse. Like if you didn't feel like you wanted to put the TV above the fireplace, you have space on the right-hand side after the window to potentially have the TV. And, and maybe the TV is not a big draw for you because you have it on a cart with wheels. So maybe you just move it over sometimes. That might be your lifestyle. I'm not sure. Or you could easily put the TV on the wall that's um, got the large window because you have an L-shaped sofa and part of that L is facing the fireplace, but the other part is facing that large window. What if we put the TV on the wall next to the large window? So, you know, that's the great thing about a sectional is you get two focal points and you can choose where you want to sit and you can choose what you want to look at. Uh, but my main issue with this room is that you're living like it's two thirds of its size and one third of it is just not being utilized at all. And it's Mm -hmm. kind of just your walkway to get to that yummy middle of your room. Right. Uh, so let's think about expanding our minds, expanding our pieces. When we move to a larger space, we need to increase the scale of what we're used to. I went from a 10-foot sectional to a 15-foot sectional in my family room, and it felt obscene, and now it's perfect. Sometimes we just can't fathom that jump, especially if we move with our pre-existing pieces, right? We feel like we have to live this way because that's how we know these pieces. But maybe these pieces aren't right for your space. There we go. Yeah, that's a good thought, Betsy. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I agree with the window treatments for sure. I agree with the chandelier for sure. I don't think you should lighten this paint color at all. I don't want it to just uh, be the white room because you have this beautiful white trim and the chair rail. I think that because this room seems like it could get a lot of light, has so many beautiful windows, and you don't have very much furniture in it so it doesn't feel dark and heavy, I would keep a color on the walls. What do you ladies think? 
Well, I think it looks fine. So yeah, I certainly too. wouldn't be spending money changing the paint color when I might need to buy other furniture and curtains. So it's not bothering me. So I think if it's, I think it's fine. I don't really see an issue with it. Uh, it looks a little toward the grayscale to me, but a soft <laughs> one. And uh, I think it looks, like you said, it, it shows up well with the trim. Yes, yeah. I agree. I think there's I other places it. to put that money. Exactly. Yeah, there's other things to be doing. Yeah. And the paint looks like it's in really good shape and the color is very neutral and lovely. So stick with that. Kelly, Anita, I wish you were here with me every week. <laughs> I do like to hog the mic though, ladies. So I don't know. You probably, well, you probably you know, we give you a little competition with that. I must say, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is your show. So you can That's right. More. This is my show. <laughs> and I am so glad to have you on it. Uh, thank you so much for coming back. Please tell people where they can find you because I know that they're in love with your ideas and love with you guys. They might already know you, but in case they don't, please share with them, you know, where they can hear more. Well, our podcast is Decorating Tips and Tricks. So you can find us on any podcast player. So if, you know, iTunes or Stitcher or Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you find Betsy, you can find us. And you can also go to our website, which is decoratingtipsandtricks.com. There you can get more information. You can see the show notes. You can sign up for a consult if you wanted to. You could just send us an email and tell us that you saw us on a Betsy show. And and uh, we would love to connect with you. I know that we do have a lot of listeners in common, and that is really fun, too, a little bit of crossover. And then Anita and I came together to do the podcast seven years ago, similar time frame to Betsy. We've been in this podcast game for a while, but we were both bloggers. We still are. Uh, but podcasting is our passion now. So I'm My Soulful Home. That's my website. And also, that's where you can find me on Instagram and YouTube. And Anita, tell them where they can find you. I'm Cedar Hill Farmhouse, and that's cedarhillfarmhouse.com is my website. And Cedar Hill Farmhouse on Facebook, Instagram, Pinterest, everywhere else. And thanks so much for having us, Betsy. We love hanging out with you. You're so fun. And it's so fun to discuss all these uh, decorating ideas with you. Agreed. Agreed. Well, it's always a pleasure, ladies. I hope you'll be back on again soon. I love help answering letters, but I know we always have plenty to talk about. So until the next time, thank you guys for listening. And Kelly and Anita, thank you for being on the show. Thank you, Betsy. It's and our thanks pleasure. to all your listeners. Thank you very much. Bye. 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 asked for it and we have answered the call. For years you've been saying, Betsy, you're talking about all these great design concepts, but we can't visualize them. You're describing the picture that the listener sent in of their problem and we wish we could see that picture too. After all, a picture is worth a thousand words and I do my best to describe them, but there's nothing like seeing it for yourself. And that's why Affordable Interior Design, the podcast, now has a YouTube channel. Not only do we have a YouTube channel where you could see recordings and clips of these podcast episodes, we also have an Instagram, a Facebook, and so many other exciting things. You should check it out. Head over to affordableinteriordesign.com slash links. Once again, affordableinteriordesign.com slash L-I-N-K-S.
links. And when you go there, you will see links to our YouTube page, our Instagram page, our Facebook page, and more. Please check it out, follow and subscribe so you can see everything I'm talking about. A big thank you to our amazing producer, Catherine Heller, to Aton and the MBCR House Band, and to Affordable Interior Design, the sponsor of this podcast and the premier place to get an amazing look on a budget. Check out affordableinteriordesign.com. If you guys love the show, the very best way to support us is by spreading the word. Tell your friends or write us an awesome review on iTunes. So until next week, guys, thanks so much for joining us, and I'll talk to you soon. Bye.